you didn't do well in school. Growing up, it wasn't easy. Wallah. On paper, you shouldn't have made it. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give you a risk. how do you teach me something? Bro, I don't know how. <laughs> it's just, subhanAllah, man. Allah, I get goosebumps from talking about that. One day, Allah can give you all this wealth. The second day, it can all go away like this. I heard you linked up with a Nigerian president or something, was it? Last week, we yeah. first one his stories with Paul Pogba. He, 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 he goes to me, he goes to me, there's a footballer coming. I dropped out of university. But all the guys that went to university work for me. I've never, ever done riba in my life, too. Ever, ever. Forget about your family. You want to take that path? There's three things. You're either dead, you're either a junkie, or you're in jail. That's, that's, that's one thing I don't really like talking about, I don't really like bringing up. How did you deal with it, if you don't mind me asking? It was hard. You I don't usually tell this like, you know, to anyone. I will open up to you guys. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brothers, and if there are any sisters that are listening, welcome back to another episode of Righteous and Rich. This is the podcast where we aspire to be righteous and to be rich, and we show people that there is no contradiction and there is no impossibility with regards to bringing together righteousness and amassing mass wealth in this deen. So that you can amass that wealth for the service of this deen and hopefully make it a means of you earning paradise whilst at the same time filling your duties and your obligations to your Lord. We have with us Brother Mahmoud, Akhi, alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And Brother Mahmoud, mashallah, tabarakallah, is an entrepreneur, businessman from Australia, moved over here to Dubai. Also, Allahumma barik, um, connected to Abu Bakr from the car rental company. You've got a car rental company yes, here, Allahumma barik. By the way, if you're interested in investing in a supercar with us, Premier Supercars Dubai, then you can email me directly at contact at themusafir.com and we can inshallah help you double your money, inshallah, within two to three years while owning a supercar. With that said, let's get back into the episode. We've got Abu Bakr who is the host of this show. Huh? <laughs> yo, 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 yo. And temporarily <laughs> just <laughs> introducing. No, no, no. You have to own it, Ak. No, he's the host of the show. Very, you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> and we have him, Mr. Mr. Muhammad, aka Mr. Akiwos. AKA you're always, always gonna call me that, innit? Yeah, I'm always gonna call you that. AKA Mr. Flip Whips. Mr. What? That's it. Nah, there's so, another so name I heard about. <laughs> Apparently there's another name, but we're going to keep it quiet for now. <laughs> no, there's no other names. Anyway, people, alhamdulillah, we have a very, very interesting episode lined up, alhamdulillah. Brother Mahmoud, may Allah bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, Jazakallah khairan. Akhi, you have an infectious personality. I do? Yeah, infectious, <laughs> Allah umbele. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Many people don't leave a long-lasting impression on me personally, especially because I meet so many people regularly. Yeah, 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 it's just... Even if, like just just to kind of make a mental note of everyone that I meet is extremely hard. But when we met that first time in that uh, Supercar Majlis Cafe, yeah. and just your vibes was just so nice. <laughs> Allah I felt like I've known you for a long time. Subhanallah, you and Brother Abu Bakr. That's well, we felt exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Allah Hamdulillah. <laughs> so, alhamdulillah. You know, Mashallah, Tabarakallah. You 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 mentioned and you know Allah Hamdulillah. You're a businessman. You know, you're, you're, you're mashallah, very accomplished and a lot of things which we're going to discuss, Allah and But I have a feeling that a lot of your successes after Tawfiq of Allah is to do possibly with your personality. Yes, would, alhamdulillah. Would you alhamdulillah. say that's right? Yes, yes, wallah. Talk to um, me. Look, always, alhamdulillah, I always keep a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm a people's person. Like, especially with anywhere, anywhere I go, say I'm at the hotel, whatever, mm. I make friends with the valet parking guys, I make mates with everyone I see. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when, like today, is like, bro, you know, everyone, I was at the hotel, the valet goes, hey, bro, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the manager of the lobby, hey, hey. Takes like, about give five attention. minutes just to, just to exit yeah. the hotel. <laughs> I love one by one getting around to give attention to everyone, like, you know, it's, this is how, like, you know, stay humble, that's, that's the way it so is. It's very deep, you said you give yeah. attention to everyone. Is that everyone. intentional? Uh, subhanallah, I was I was raised up to always, you know, be humble, you know. Uh, mm. No matter what, even, you know, uh, I, I got brought up not from a rich family, you know, especially when I was younger. My mum was a single mother. It wasn't easy. We worked hard. It's only me and my brother, two brothers, you know, me and my brother, that's it. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was nine, around nine years old. Mm. So it was, a, it was very hard. And especially my mum had a disability, you know, when she was... Uh, growing up, it wasn't easy, wallah. So we were working hard, working hard, working hard to make a future for our uh, 
you know, for, for my, especially for my mum. Mm. My mum never ever got married again, you know, subhanAllah. Allah. She ended up just saying, my kids, my kids, I just want my, raise up my kids, subhanAllah, yeah. So you never had an entrepreneurial background growing up, as in, no. it's, not, it's not as if like, you know, some people, they inherit a business from their no, father no, no, or no. uncle or whatever it Start might be. from scratch. So talk to us, what was yeah. your early journey like? Uh, just before you answer, just, yeah. to, just to frame this question, because you actually answer, answer a very profound question. I want people to really pay attention because there are many different indicators towards how much money a person is likely to make. Of course, the risk is in the hands of Allah, but there are certain indicators of wealth, as in ethnicity, uh, family, yes. uh, background, and so on and so forth, right? Uh, they say that the biggest indicator of wealth is your postcode. Which in the UK is basically your zip code. Your zip code. Where you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I.e. E., the environment in which you were raised is the biggest indicator. Of course, only Allah Azza wa truly knows the risk. But talking about on the basis of, on the balance probability and so on and so forth. They say the biggest indicator is your zip code, which means on paper you shouldn't have made it. That's right. So what did you do differently? Of course, after the tawfiq and the barakah that came from Allah Azza wa what did you do differently that allowed you to because you said something I don't, I don't, you I don't said usually tell this like, you know, to anyone. Mm -hmm. I will open up to you guys. Okay, okay, exactly. Subhanallah. Okay. I, um, like I said, we work, I was working at a very young age. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was um, it was at a fruit market, like a juice shop, where I started off from. Uh, I worked there for a couple of years. Uh, then I worked at Domino's Pizza. Mm -hmm. You know? You my first, <laughs> well, my second job. I was doing deliveries Domino's, on the motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. And then I had an accident. Um, Subhanallah. So, um, yeah, I worked at Domino's for a bit. And then, um, subhanAllah, I, I became an electrician. So oh, yeah. I started to, at TAFE, I was a dumb <laughs> It was bad. I, I, I don't know how I even passed, because it was all about maths and stuff like that. I am good, I'm all right with maths, whatever. Yeah, but anyways, I, I started off as an electrician. Uh, then subhanAllah, my mum, she had an operation, just oh, uh, because my mum can't walk. She can't walk <clears throat> properly. She can walk. Um, and subhanAllah, bro, she got infected. She got like a infection, mm -hmm. so they took out the infection again. Then they done her hip replacement again. Then the second time, then the third time, then so the I fourth time, she ended up in a coma, in a induced coma. Yeah, yeah, Allah. Khalas, you know, I fought, I lost or whatever. But this, this, bro, this is Allahu Akbar, bro. Allah, it's it's crazy. So I was still a sparky, you know, electrician, and my mum uh, was in hospital for two years. I never worked a day. I was by her bedside and just, so she was in and out, three months in, two months out, three months in, and she was actually bedridden. She couldn't even go to the toilet anymore, you know? SubhanAllah, I got no sisters, you know? I, I, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna take time off. I took time off um, and SubhanAllah, as soon as she got better, she started doing some physio and, and stuff. And now, alhamdulillah, she can walk around the house, but she holds Allah on. Allah yeah, she Allah holds Allah on her think. But anyway, Allah anyway, far away in the shops, she's, you know, a pusher. Uh, on the wheelchair, alhamdulillah. I took a umrah, uh, I took a umrah twice and hajj, alhamdulillah, Allah separate Allah times. Allah. Um, anyways, she, so she got better and bro, Allahu Akbar, from there, I started off as an electrician. I got someone that offered me, was like, bro, why do you only do electrician? Why don't you do plumbing and uh, you do maintenance, you know, plumbing, electrical, painting, handyman. Uh, and he goes, bro, I can give you the work, you know, that, that was my actual client that gives me the electrical work. I said, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll do that, you know. So I went, ended up getting my builder's license, and bro, subhanAllah, bro, I never advertised a day in my life. Allahu Akbar. It's it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I'm not going to waste that two years that you took off for your, you know, for your mum. Wow. Allahu Akbar. Allah, I get goosebumps from talking about that. Allah gave me just, it was just, <laughs> like even my friends, they say, bro, I don't know how. It's just, I got, bro, it's just, the result came from Allah in that year to two years. It was crazy. Never advertised a day of my life. No social media, nothing. Just gave two years. It was just like, yes, hello, I got your number from there. Hello, I got your number from there. Hello, I got you from there. It was just crazy. It just, then I, you know, I put like stickers on my, one of the vans. I started getting a van, then another van, then another van, and then. It's crazy. Then I got a truck, and then oh, one of the biggest clients got my number from my van, you know. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> Allah Akbar, yeah, alhamdulillah. And and from there, this is where this is where I started off. So, oh, but, so you know, when you tell me that there's three things that I I can pick out 
that were three things that were a, a means for your success straight away. Number one was the dutifulness that you had to your mum. You know the um, the story of the of the, of the of the cow in Surah Al Baqarah, when Allah just said told him slaughter a cow, and then they kept being stubborn. And then it became very hard for them to find a very particular cow that Allah then told them find a cow with these specific details. That's the only one you can slaughter. And one of the narrations mentioned that the own that the cow that fe- that met that description there was only one of them, and it was owned by a boy. And he said, "If you want this cow, you have to give me its weight in gold." And <clears throat> the narrations mentioned that he became he became extremely wealthy after. Imagine a cow's weight in gold. He said one of the reasons that uh, that happened for him was because he was known to be dutiful to his mother. Oh, right. to, so, yeah, Allah, I, I, till this day, any youth I say, Allah, I always tell them, get, get your dad and your mom's blessing. Yeah. Get your mom, even my dad, man. My dad wasn't around. But by Allah, I call him every day. Every single day, I get his blessing. Every day. Even now? Even till now. How every old now. Bro? How old am I? I'm 32. 32. Look at that, as I'm saying, a grown man. Bro, like, like not, even, not even the one day. Even if when I was uh, in living in Lebanon and living in Dubai, and every day I, 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 I named my older son. His name too, but the love is different, you know. Because my mum, you know, raised me all my of life. Of course, yeah. But <clears throat> Subhanallah, I still because I, I I know that khalas. Once you have their blessings, that's it. You're you're untouchable. You know, in a way, you know, like these spiritual reasons for success are so deep. Because the other day, and we can bleep out the brother's name if he's not happy with it. The brother, but I won't mention the brother's name. But I'll mention his business. But we can bleep it out, inshallah. But there's a brother who owns. Okay, okay. He, he owns a fast food chain. Uh, over the last couple of years, it's just blown. Allah about it. Oh. It's blown, bro. Like it's just. I'm hearing about it everywhere. Like it's just blowing every. And and people are always opening fast food chains. I'm not sure if that's an accurate description. Fast food chain? Would that be? Yeah. It's, it's a franchise. A franchise. A food place. Yeah, yeah. These type of things they blow when they're successful. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm saying most people don't like people start these and all the time and they, it requires a lot for it to for it to grow. But this one's got it's huge success. Oh, I'm, bad. I'm hearing about it everywhere. So I asked him, we had a meeting the other day, and I, said, and I wanted to learn from him. Because you know, when someone's done something better than you, he's, he's, if he's achieved better than you, he's obviously got more skill than you, or he's got some skill that you don't have. So how do you do it, bro? Like, what do you do? Teach me something. And he responded. He said, I didn't do riba, and I don't play music in my shops. SubhanAllah. He said, I didn't take no interest. He goes, no, no, no loans. I trust in Allah Like as in those, those spiritual causes Those spiritual reasons yeah. Are not to be undermined And I kept pushing him It's bro. crazy yeah, yeah Wallah, but, but I've, I've never ever done riba in my life too oh, Ever Ever Not even a phone Not even nothing Alhamdulillah Yeah ever what's, what's crazy about that Is usually the people that do it Is because they want success They're chasing yeah. success Whether it's music for example Whether it's riba Whatever it might be Whatever the haram For example look You gave up your work for two years. Yeah. Someone will say, bro, that's that's career suicide. That's you know, you're you're throwing your future, you're throwing your risk away. What they didn't realise is Allah knows best the exact cause and whatnot, but that could possibly seemingly it looks like that was the reason for you to as you said, I never had to advertise. I spent two years in the service of my mother. I never had to advertise ever again. If you also aspire to be a successful entrepreneur, but don't have an idea of where to start, which business route to go down, then we might be able to help you. At the Umrah Setup 2.0, we've been helping brothers set up their own successful and profitable Umrah companies. If that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, then click the link below, jump on a call with one of our team to see if this program is the right fit for you. With that said, once more, let's get back into the episode, inshallah. And, and by the way, my mom lives with me and she'll always live with me. And the first, when I first got married, that was the first rule. I said, my mom will be with me. And like she, I said, right to the end. That's till now. She just lives with me. Um, Wherever I left Australia, she came with me. So subhanAllah, yeah. That's a, that's a, just bro, all you need, it's unbelievable. Just your parents, so blessings. I'm telling you, that's how you become successful. That's how that's how I feel. That's that's how I became successful. It's now, because of because of because of because of that. That's how I feel now. You know, every like few days, you say, ah, you know what is? I need to go back to Lebanon. I need to go back to Lebanon. I need to go back to Lebanon. Can't do here in Dubai. And I'm always like, nah, we need you here, bro. You're the you're the heart and the soul. You're doing this, you're doing that. Now I understand why. 
right now blowing in terms of like teaching people how to set up businesses and to be honest phenomenal may Allah guide him I mean, I mean but he's he's mm. phenomenal the way he breaks things down with regards to business but he's got some things about him that are really inappropriate you know one of the things that I really really don't like what he pushes and he pushes it hard is that forget about your family if it, if, if they get in the way of your success like if, if it means don't go back to your mom don't go back to your dad so don't go it. back to them like it doesn't matter that no one cares about you uh, they, they will never care about you the way you care about yourself. and and because you know obviously kufar they go back to visit their family members when it comes to christmas right yeah. so he actually made a video he's a businessman he's supposed to be pushing business but he made a, he made a whole video saying you don't need to go back to your family when it comes to the holidays and of course it's christmas and shit because we don't celebrate none of that stuff but point being is that is that you know that's what people are being fed that success right. requires riba success requires music success requires Turning away from your parents All these things are highly problematic At the, the, the next thing I was going to mention I said there's three things I could identify straight away The second thing I could identify Is um, You mentioned you never had to do No marketing, no marketing. Which, which, which means That your business was built off referrals True. Product was very now, good now, well, Yeah well, exactly So what most people don't realise Is that they don't get referrals Because uh, back in the day Market was primarily referrals, right? Like imagine back in the days, someone bought something from someone. There was no social media. There was no billboards. How would I know? Someone would say, yo, I got a guy who, who, who sought this out for you. But no one's ever going to push you forward unless you're good. Unless you're trustworthy. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah loves when a person perfects an action. He does it properly. Most people, when they provide a service, they undercut. They undercut the person they're providing service for Or they don't do the service to perfection Or sometimes people might do the service But it's very transactional I give you X For Y And I'm not giving you an inch more And that's not what the dean teaches The dean teaches us to go above and beyond And what you find now That a lot of these business experts Are not telling you You know, go the extra mile Give extra value in your service And would you, would you say that's accurate? That you did the job accurate. proper? 100% accurate Don't lie Don't People used to say, oh, but this needs to be done. But that, like when we would say we're quoting a job, I'm just straightforward with them. I tell them this. They're like, oh, but the other builder told me I have to dig all this out and I have to do this. And I said, no, you don't. You just, <laughs> all we've got to do is this wall and we're done. She's like, oh, okay. Thank you for, for your honesty. And whatever I quoted, she'll accept it. I love Betty. You know what I mean? It was, it was like that. I, I always had this in me that, bro, whatever I quote, خلاص, you know, I'm not going to under, uh, underquote or I'm going to overprice it. Whatever I price, if it's, it's meant to be for me, if it's not my rizq, I'm going to get it. If oh, I'm not, yeah. people say, bro, go cheap. Man. Bro, that's خلاص, that's my price, you know. Leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it's mine, it's mine. Yeah. I've had like jobs where I'm like, oh, this is, I don't want to do it. And I'll just, to be honest, I'll, I'll price it high. I'll, I'll just, the call me, I'll pay. Do uh, <laughs> can you do the job? Uh, uh, when can you do it? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want to do it, you know. Subhanallah. I quote it so high that I don't want to do it, and then Subhanallah, I got it, you know. Allah. Um, there's there was many times where say I quoted for a because we have done ACs, we done every single trade, and there was two compressors in the, inside the the AC. We said we gave them a quote when it both need to be replaced, and there was like a six thousand dollar margin for each compressor. And Subhanallah, once my technician went out there, he called me up. He goes, "Hey, boss, um, only one compressor's gone, not two. We quoted for two. I called her up, I said, and that's on the roof. Mm. No one can ever go back to it and check if we changed it or not or whatever, you know? And I'm like, listen, um, called up my client. I said, she goes, oh, thanks for it. Is that cheaper? I said, it's half the price now because only one compressor is gone. Things like that, you know? Where a lot of people, what they do, they they go, you know what? No one's going to see. Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, even even uh, after, after my maintenance company, I started buying and selling cars, especially in that period of... Um, COVID period, because there was uh, not much uh, production in cars. I started buying cars. Even uh, I had some people started offering me cars. Hey, take this, whatever. Uh, and then I had a conversation with some guys like, yeah, uh, it's got 50,000 kilometers. I might drop it to 20, you know, and, and uh, get, um, you know. And I'm like, bro, why? Yeah. He's like, 
bro, no one's gonna buy it 50. I said, brother, who, who's gonna get you the buyer? Who's gonna give you the rizq? He's like, uh, Allah, I said. <laughs> so why are you dropping the kilometers? He's like, bro, you, you got a point A. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? And That's like, deep, like, sometimes you just, sometimes just things to be like No one understands. Spelled out. One time, uh, no, not long ago, actually this guy, yeah, yeah, for the car rental, for the super car rental company, he's like, bro, you need music, you need music to get, you know, likes and content and views and get leads. I said, brother, why do I need music? What, I, I, like, who's the Razak? He's like, um, Allah. I said, yeah, Allah, bro. Like, what's exactly? So, why do I need music? If, if I'm going to make, you know, uh, Allah's not going to be happy with me putting music and get sin. And you know how I, bro, I'm a calculator. Like, I calculate these things. Okay. Just think about something like, say you put music, mm. okay? This video goes viral. All right, it gets one million views. Mm. How many sins are you getting just from that video? Huh. One million people are going to listen to this music. Say how like I, I have this always in my head. I always think, bro, why? Why would I do that? Why would I put that where? Like I said, imagine, imagine it gets ten million views. You're finished <laughs> from all the sins people just listen. To. Isn't it correct? Mm. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. From that million, you might get what? Let's just say you get three, four customers. <laughs> For ten thousand dirhams, you just got a million <laughs> yeah, sins. Exactly. Subhanallah. Yeah, Subhanallah. Say so I, I, I calculate like that. You know, mm. uh, it's it's crazy. And this is obviously not coming from a person who hasn't made money. Right, mm -hmm. as I, I feel like most people, Allah Mubarak, mm -hmm. most people like you know they hear these things usually from people that will tell you don't do haram, but they may not necessarily be successful. But to hear it from someone who Allah Mubarak set up a very successful company and then had enough money to be able to invest in purchasing supercars for another company yeah, and all the rest in between, Allah Mubarak. Yeah, I'm saying, and having done that without riba, without music, and to say, listen. He's the majority of shareholder, by the way. Don't get twisted. <laughs> <laughs> He's the majority father. <laughs> I did say, listen, it can be done. Yeah, There's so. proof that it can be done, inshallah. Yeah. So, this, so the first thing I mentioned that I noticed was your, you know, the deen element. The second thing was uh, the, the ihsan, the, the, the perfection and to which you did your job that it just lives on referrals. Most people, they, they, people say, uh, the stats are that if you, do a great job on any service you provide, you should expect 20% of your income to be from referrals. But you had 100%. 100%. Which just shows if you make the product, the service offering good, people always come back. The third thing that I observed that from just that story, and, and I'm going to link it back to something that you said the other day when we were sitting in the cafe. You said that you weren't, you didn't do well in school. At all, yeah. But with Allah gave you the tawfiq to surpass all the other people your peers who at the time were maybe very academically good yeah. and, and, and academically, you know, they, 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 they were on point. Um, but you did have a knack for learning skills. I did, yeah. And that's, because you said first electrician and then the building thing. Yeah. And then it just, no doubt, you've just carried on acquiring skills. And, 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 and um, one of the ways, that one of the best ways to acquire skill, skills most people aren't aware, not necessarily go to a course, but to just do it, yeah. to just do the work. When you do the work, you will naturally learn. That's right. A person will learn more from doing a task than he ever will from reading a book. SubhanAllah, that's a, that's like right. even at school, I had guys, uh, man, at school I got I got a mark of, when when you do that bad, they just tell you 30 and below. <laughs> that's that, that was my mark at the time, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, alhamdulillah, you know? They didn't even tell you the mark. Yeah, yeah. And then that. I had people, at, they got 95, 96, became a lawyer, became, and SubhanAllah, man, just, like overtake them, like, and you, you see people with high marks. Uh, Subhanallah, they're just still in the same spot. I actually, um, from Allah, yeah. I remember when I when no, I left. Funny, sorry. You know how Forbes has like thirty under thirty or something like that. Imagine having a thing where it's just like thirty and below. <laughs> Everyone they didn't, but they're still successful. But they're still successful. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I tell you something. When I when I left university and I actually, I studied law, and I realized that this is not a career I could pursue because of the haram that comes in being a lawyer and obviously there's a shari of Allah and you, have, you know, there's all sorts of nonsense. So I realized it was not something I was gonna pursue. And I actually started to panic and become very anxious because I've spent my whole life studying school, college, university for this degree. And now that whole trajectory, nothing that I learned in that, in, in, in that entire education system actually 
is going to benefit me in what I'm doing right now. Bro, same, wallah, same. And even when I look back now at what I'm doing now, it, I didn't pick up things from school. The things my dad pushed me to learn. Like my dad forced me to read newspapers and dictionaries and classic literature at the age of six, seven. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't even understand what I was reading, but it got me into the habit of reading, right? Even though I'm dyslexic and dyslexic people struggle to read. But I realized that perhaps with the talk of Allah, I didn't struggle the, the way that other people struggled who were also dyslexic because I was forced to just get into this reading routine since seven. Um, so when I'm now, I finish uni and I realized this is not going to benefit me. And I'm stuck, what do I do? Because now I'm a grown man and I've got to bring money home. I thought, okay, cool. I have to learn business. I've got no other option. So yeah. I started, I went to Waterstones, I started buying books. And one of the books that I bought was a book on how to sell to rich people. Wow. So the, the book was how to market to the affluent, how to market to the affluent. It's a fat book as well. And I said, yeah, that sounds nice. I, I don't want to sell to broke people. Because <laughs> I have to discount my price yeah. So I read this book And I don't remember anything in the book Except for one statement That stuck with me The author he said I dropped out of university But all the guys that went to university Work for me <laughs> That's what I meant like, That blew my mind And since then We have guys that work for us That work with us That went to uni Some didn't go to uni And we're here not having gone to, uh, I mean, we've gone to university, but not having benefited from that degree in any way. Oh, dropped out after two months. <laughs> yeah, he dropped out after two months. But we're still here, alhamdulillah. Man's got a, man's driving Lamborghinis and... Did you go to uni? <laughs> driving what, what G-Wagons and... Dropped out <clears throat> from college. So it just shows, innit? I, I, I wanted to drop out in, in year 10. But mum thought I was going to become a doctor or something. She's like, listen, you have to continue to year 12. It's an Arab thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, nah, year 12. Same. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You're from Sydney, right? Sydney, yeah. And Sydney, from what I know, if I'm not mistaken, is a very rough place. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's weird. Like, usually we don't really hear, on the news you hear about America. But in recent years, like, I've been hearing about Sydney as well, especially the Lebanese community. Yeah. Like, like, there's gang wars and this, that. And, that's right. You know, you've even mentioned, um, you know. Sydney's worse than UK, bro. So, so that's what I wanted to ask is that usually you find people who drop out or whatever, they usually end up going down the wrong path in life. That's and right. especially when it's so common and the environment is so conducive towards that, it like it pulls people in. Yeah. What would you say were the things that prevented you from going down that path? Because you even mentioned, remember we were talking and, you know, obviously before you do business, you have to do background checks, right? So yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew a brother that knew you yeah. who recommended me to him. So uh, I spoke to yeah. Afik and I asked him, I said, look, you know, yeah. what, tell me a little bit about this brother. Let me do a little CRB check, DBS what check. And all I said, he he's a brother. I only know good of him. I know him from the area. He said, uh, he's someone, you know, mashallah, like he was successful with his company there. And you know, he, he, he was always around cars because so he was setting up a car rental company. Yeah. So he knows his cars. He's always had the nicest cars, but he's someone that was just... Lovely, like no, like I couldn't find you a person to give a, like a bad word about him. So, how did you come out of an area which is known, especially in your community? I hope you know, the Lebanese brothers just watching this don't get offended. But as in, in I've heard it's very rough. It is. It is. Yeah. So, how did you come out of that so clean? Alhamdulillah, um, bro. And again, my mom, she's bro. She was very strict as a mom as well. She would like always watch out for us, you know. Please, she won't like, she won't sleep until we come home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's been some, you know, some days obviously before I got on uh, to Dean and stuff. You know, we put my mum a bit through hell, but just through little things, you know. But you know, I felt bad. But we always, always, I never wanted to upset her ever. You know. Um, Subhanallah. Uh, growing up, I was I was around those kind of people. Like, you know that did haram or whatever, but I never, ever, ever done it. I was the type that was just always on the side that never did it. And they knew, they knew me as a person that, no, 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 Mahmoud, whatever. Yeah, to a point like, um, they knew that khalas, Mahmoud will never be. Like I was mates with a lot of these boys as a as a brother, not as a user where I'm, I'm gonna, you know, so I can get in with the business with them or do haram or do this and do that. Alhamdulillah, throughout my life, you know, I've helped a couple of uh, brothers too, you know, whether to stop doing haram or stop doing this. I always had a fear of Allah. Always, 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 I feared Allah. Always. Wallah, always. Yani, I know that, say, say this guy is selling, you know, drugs or whatever. I always, remember how I told you, I calculate things. 
Imagine this guy, how much he's selling to people and how many of these guys' mothers are making da'a against these people. You yeah, know? And I've seen it, bro. I've seen it. I've seen it all in Sydney, you know, where, where that you want to take that path, there's three things. You're either dead, you're either a junkie where you just take the drugs yourself. You're in jail. Or you're in jail. There's three things. Wallah. There's, Wallah. One, there's a fourth as well. There's a fourth one. Which one? If you make it through life, you don't die, you don't get become a junkie, you don't end up in jail and you're successful, then you have hell. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. Where that's it, there's nothing, your life is going perfect and you're just doing haram. That's it, it's hell. Hell was waiting for you. But I, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Whether this guy, Allah just sends, bro, just, this guy, you know, is fighting with his brother. This guy doesn't talk to his mom. This guy doesn't talk to, you know. It's just you see the ghadab that comes down, yes, down on that person. It's crazy. We've so seen, it. Meaning anger, We've right? seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghadab means anger, yeah. What put that in your heart? You said that there was oh, well, the, you know, the fear of Allah. Like that's not was there a particular event that happened in your childhood? Was it like was this is it was it a particular person that always used to mention it to you? Was it something that you saw, something you witnessed? Bro, was it Allah, my mother, my mother, always bum, don't steal, don't do haram, don't do bad from when we were young, you know? And never, never, ever like even at school time, we used to walk around whatever mates at school will be at the convenience store, they're like you know, stealing things and I'm like, bro, why why? Why like, I was always that person that never did any of that. Allah, never ever did that. Allah, I've never stolen one dollar off anyone. This is, this is how I was raised. This is how I was, and never. I just felt like, khalas, I'll never do that. Even I've had, you know, people. Oh, bro, look, um, there's scams you can do, and it's not haram because you can do this and you can do that. And I'm like, bro, thank you very much. Don't even get me involved, you know. Oh, we can get this. Even to a point, you know, in Australia, a popular thing happened. You know, buying finance cars. They're like, bro, it's finance, who cares? Just buy it. It's like for a quarter of the price. You know, <laughs> brother, thank you very much. Khalas, buy it and make money. Brother, thank you. Always that type, always, always careful. Wallah, always careful. And bro, I feel like my mum's, you know, rada was blessings and my father's blessings as well. I think just always protected me um, from different things. Yeah, yeah, um, wallah. I always, bro, I'm telling you, I, I couldn't sleep if my mum was, you know, angry with me. I always had this thing, imagine I die or... You know, and, and my mom was not happy with me or upset from me. You know what I do? Because the Prophet said the anger of Allah is with the anger of the father yeah. and also the mother. Yeah. If you don't realize if your mom's angry with you, Allah's angry with you. If your dad's angry, Allah's actually angry. Imagine yeah. you're walking the earth of Allah and he's angry with you at that time. SubhanAllah. So, just another point, Akhi. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. We started off talking about it at the beginning, which was Allah embedded your infectious personality. Yes. And it seems like that opened the door as well. So, um, yes. amongst. Having, you know, there are some skills that Allah gives a person and then there are some skills that you learn. And this is how we, 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 we kind of grow in life, right? Everyone's, everyone's got something that they're naturally better at than other people. And then there's things that they have to learn and acquire. So you learned these skills, business, these trades and so on and so forth, Allah Barik. But it seems like the, 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 the networking and connecting to people comes to kind of naturally. I heard you've been... It's just easy for you to link up with famous people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> literally, as we were walking into it, he showed me this, this yeah, boxer just boxer. called me. You, you want some for. has got like millions of. <laughs> like I said, I, I, like, I've been like that all my life, you know? I gave, even in Lebanon, bro, the guy that cleans the rubbish on the road, I stopped, hey, hey, where have you been, brother? And I said, like, I, I, to, to be honest, yeah, humble. Humble is the, 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 the thing. Bro, because I think like this one day, Allah can give you all this wealth. And the, the second day, it can all go away like this. So mm. Stay humble. Stay humble. There's nothing to be have pride about. or, or Because, man, we see it a lot of times. A lot of people make money and they're just like... Change, yeah. That's a big and, and, yeah. And, and, and they the, start thinking, this guy's my friend because of this and uh, this guy's... That's my. the thing. I, I don't think anyone... Because normally with these people who are famous and this, that... People always want to use them for their own benefit. That's right. And I don't think anyone gets that feeling from you, which is why they're so comfortable with you. That's right. No, that's not right. just that, this is the Prophet said, whoever is humble, for Allah's sake, Allah lifts him. Mm. So a famous person, you think he's hard to reach because he's up here, right? But if you're humble, Allah will make you higher than him mm. and he'll want to come to you. So I heard you linked up with a Nigerian president or something, was it? Prime <laughs> <laughs> Minister. No, it was, uh, I was at uh, the hotel. And I seen like three uh, Nigerian brothers, you know, coming out. <laughs> and I said, that's, the, that's my personality. I said, one of you have to be the president. Which one is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it like, like no, nah, brother, no, 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 no. Not the president. 
but uh, I am a minister. I rule 10 million people in Nigeria. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, I own a, you know, a supercar rental company in Dubai. Let us know if you need any. He's like, yeah, Osman, come here, bro. Take his number down. Yeah, wow, he took my number. He goes, next time I'm here, I'll hit you up, you know. Last week, like, was it last week or the week yeah. before I saw his stories with Paul Pogba? He, 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 he goes to me, he goes, there's a footballer coming. He wants to, he wants to think, oh, like, who's You didn't even know who he was. He was the afterwards. <laughs> I see your <laughs> story. I'm a brother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. with him or whatever. But like, if I saw yeah, him, I wouldn't recognize him either. No, I, I wouldn't know. Because oh, yeah. everyone's like, the guy's like to me, do you know who this guy is? I'm like, no, who's he? And he's like, he's a famous uh, French footballer. Like 60, uh, 60 million um, followers. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's all right. The whole time, you know. But when he came, I'm like, "Salam alaikum, how are you?" And he's humble, very humble brother. Allah, very, yeah. Like Subhanallah, yeah. I, like I said, anyone, bro. Even at the mosque, you know, sometimes uh, whoever, whoever is, even youngsters, you know, hey, make them feel welcome. Like I just, alhamdulillah, oh, this is the thing about me. Allah, I smile at everyone. I make everyone feel comfortable, and I'm friendly, man. I'm friendly. And, and, one thing that blew my mind was recently we were having conversations just about you know the importance of responding to people on time. Like people messaging uh, on the Instagram or on the WhatsApp or whatever, and he was just showing me that yeah, look like our, 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 this guy he messaged me. I'm just straight away. I looked at it and it, the message blew my mind. The guy was a customer. He'd rented the car. After renting the car, he'd gone back to his home country. And that at that point, the relationship ended. Now the guy's a customer. He's no longer a customer now. Bro, he was messaging him, asking him, did you arrive safely? Like, this is after the rent, the contract ended now. Man's messaging him yeah. a day or two later, yeah. saying, I just want to check up on you, see, did you arrive safely? That guy's probably thinking, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah How's this guy me. got, you know yeah. what, even I'm confused. How do you find time? To do that, yeah. Because that's I one know. thing I struggle with. Yeah, yeah. How do you find time? I don't have time, bro. Have time. You don't have but, time, yeah, but yet, yeah. it's like, you know how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, even a child from Medina, he was the ruler of Medina. He had all these roles and responsibilities. And yet they say, uh, well, a young girl from Medina would Holding from his finger mm. and drag, and not drag him, but yeah, as in take, take, take him around yeah. the the seat. Like he made time for everyone. Yeah, yeah. how do you do that? Allah, I don't know. Subhanallah, it just comes in my head, you know. Oh, check up on this guy. I'll just message him. I message him. Salam, bro. What's happening? Are you? Uh, did you arrive safe? How's the family? I know your son was sick. You're all good. And he's like, bro, Allah, you're a champion. You know, thank you for messaging. And was he Australian? Good. Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah, Australian he's a, a champion. champion. Yeah, yeah. champion. I, I actually, don't, yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't like the word legend. Yeah. I think we should take champion to you. You know, yeah, just yeah, generally champion. the lingo. Sparky. Like even earlier, we know him as Sparky. Sparky, Sparky, yeah, Sparky, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sick name. I'm, t I'm officially bringing champion to the UK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're bringing champion to the streets. Inshallah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, there's actually um, there's a there's there's a book that I was reading by this guy called Robert Cialdini and I mentioned the book a lot it's a very good book about about persuasion and influence and he talks about uh, the seven uh, key persuasive um, rules of persuasion laws of persuasion sorry and one of them he mentions is to be likable to be a person who's likable if you're a person who's likable you'll be able to influence people and life is all about influence. Like you want to influence your children to do good. You want to influence your wife to be a good wife, good mother. You want to influence people when you give da'a so they can come to the deen. You want to influence people when you are making a sale, right? Uh, to purchase from you. And um, he gives the example of a salesman in America who was, if I'm not mistaken, on record, like the, 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 the highest closing salesman ever. Ma'roof, like, famous for this. And he asked him, he said, what's your secret? And he mentioned in the book, the secret was that every year, anyone who ever purchased from him, every year, they would get a card from him every year. A, a postcard. Every year. That's what I do, the same thing as well. Really? In Australia, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wallah. I'll okay. get everyone gift cards and I'll say thank you for your business and... I'll get them chocolates, whatever, and I'll say, uh, enjoy your holidays. There you go. <laughs> and you never read the book? Huh? But you never read the book? No, I never read so the book. So where'd you pick it up from? Natural. I don't know, natural, yeah. Natural, Allah. Every single person. You like know, this year, I spent, I think, $7,000 on just $100 gift cards, you know? Well, you don't realize that brings, that brings back business. Yeah, it does. That's an investment. Yeah. And guess what? Because my brother's uh, is half of me with a business in Australia now. And he's like to me, bro, as soon as I just gave that gift cards, I just, the next day, just email after email, more emails from them, right. from the customers. Once again, so what did you do? I want, I want, let's do this, man, for the brothers on the Umrah setup. Yeah, yeah. Let's apply this sometime. What did you do? I want, I want to learn this from you. So, uh, the company there? Yeah, what did you, you, you $7,000, you bought what? Oh, gift cards. Just 70 gift cards for $100 yeah, each yeah, yeah, and yeah. you send each guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just each, each, so, hey, uh, if, if I really like the guy, I'll give him three of them because you can only Gift get cards for your company? 
Yeah, gift cards from my company from, to say thank you. No, no, no. Back to the clients, right? no, no. You yes, can spend on anything, anything, though, right? Yeah, anything. Yeah, as in retail shops. Retail <gasps> shops. Yeah, like Amazon. Okay, imagine yeah, like Amazon yeah, gift yeah. card. So I, we have uh, uh, Westfield. Westfield's like yeah, yeah. We got like Westfield. Like Dubai. Oh, you got yeah, Westfield. Yeah, yeah, like that. So Westfield's gift cards and and just thanking them. So say if the customer was a, was a was a good customer, or whatever, we'll give him three of them. So we're shocking because I read this. Yeah. We wanted to implement something like this, but we never got around to it. And I'm actually saying there's someone who's implemented. And you're saying that people start emailing and like that. Email. And throughout my time, I always checked up on my clients. No, no business. Oh. Call them up. Hey, David, how you going? Yeah, good, good. Mate, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. All good. Mate, just checking up. Checking what? up. <laughs> you know? It just they, they'll be like, you, you, know, don't, how? you don't want anything from me? Yeah, you know, they, they think like, what do you need? We're only here for business, you know? Yeah. But they get so happy. They get so happy. Wallah. So yeah. happy. And I think this is like, I told you, no market, it's all from Allah. I, I was just like, they, they, they're just, they're like, well, okay, you just, you know, let's catch up for a coffee. And then I'll catch up for a coffee. I don't talk business at all. Just how you been, what's been happening. Uh, you're all right. How's the family? Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. That's it. You know, you know what's shocking is that you see, after I read this book with all of these things, I actually spoke to my sheikh and I said, Sheikh, I noticed a lot of these things that I mentioned in this book, or like the things that people mentioned that are like, issues, you know, rules of persuasion and influence, the Prophet did them. I was like, So can you say that the Prophet knew how to persuade and influence people? And the sheikh said, Don't say that. He said, we can't say that because the Prophet didn't come as a persuasive teacher or teacher of influence. He said, rather, these things are just good manners. Good manners, yeah. And the Prophet had the best of manners. Bro, another thing. It's just, it's just good yeah. manners. Wallah, another thing. This is a very important thing. Say I've had an argument or a fight with someone. Uh -huh. Bro, I, I do have anger problems you know, sometimes, you know. And, and you, know, you know, we're all sinners, inshallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say I have a fight with him. Bro, I'll worry. I'll actually go and either, you know, make it sweet with him the next day or two. Have to be. I have this one thing in my head, wallah, that when I die, I want everyone to say, Rahmatullah Alayhi was a good bloke. Yeah. I don't want this to ever say, bro, this guy wronged me, this guy was. Why bad. is that the case? Bro, uh, bro, I want my, when at the graveyard, I want everyone to be there, bro, to make die for me, you know? You, you, wallah, you, this you, is, I, I've bro, always bro, had bro. it in my head. But bro. you know what's shocking? Well, if I, I'm telling you, if I can find someone, you know, uh, if anyone can, you know, say, oh, this guy's a bad bugger, didn't get my samah or whatever. Like, I've wronged people before, you know. If they can say that, but I've always, I've got their, you know, apologies. The and they said, Allah, Allah, Allah. Samhak, you know, for anything. Bro, this is this is me. And, bro, it'll be very hard for me. The guy wronged me hard. And I'll be like the type, bro, just break your nafs, bro. Just, khalas. Even just the other day, you know? even just the other day, obviously, we were talking. And obviously, we've been on quite a few... Um, Test drives of cars and whatnot, and I used to when you talk about tempo when, when you're driving the car, even me sometimes, you know, you get a bit like. And uh, you mentioned it's so funny. It was like um, there'll be a time if like someone would do something, cut in front of me, something like beep, like, what are you doing? Whatever. And he goes, then suddenly, like within minutes, next to me, please, forget, like there were two points where he's chasing him down. The guy's probably thinking, wait, this guy's chasing yeah, me down to, to do I'm something, trying to but he's trying to stop. He's like, oh. please forgive me. Please forgive Whoa, me. Yeah. Like he's actually pulling out next to me, putting the window down. Normally people think, oh, the guy's putting a front egg at me or something. What's he gonna do? Man, just there saying, please forgive me. It happened in Lebanon as well. I was reversing, and then this guy, I seen him. I, you know, my, my car had so many cameras, and then he went, he hit the car, and he's like, hey. And I said, bro, I can see you. You know, I got out. He goes, ah, that starts. I got out. I said, <laughs> I went crazy. I said, bro, why are you tap? Why are you hitting the car? And I went crazy, and I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I had a little argument with him. And then I said, you know, get out of my face before I do this. And I'm like, literally it's five cold. minutes, he walked off. I, said, I looked at myself and said, why? Why would I do that? Yeah. Who am I? I just put him down in front of all these people looking and this and that. And, you know, and, and it, bothers it, it really bothered me. Yeah. By Allah, I was looking for him for 10 minutes. Looking for him, looking for him. I found him. I was so happy. Put down the window. I went and he goes, bro, leave me alone. What do you want? For? I said, no, 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 no. I called myself, to be honest, I called myself uh, an animal. I said, bro, I'm a hayawan. I'm so sorry for that. I'm so, he goes, no, don't, don't, don't say that. But he's, I said, bro, please forgive me. I've just had a bad day. And he's, he just looked at me and he's like, <laughs> like, subhanAllah, he's like. It's so mad because yeah. you know that little, that just doing that, you never know, you could have made his whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so happy. Yeah, Wallah, he was so happy. And bro, another, I hate people putting down people in front of me as well. Mm. It happened to me, you know, it happened here once, you know. The, say the guy is driving and uh, so he parked like the valet he parked so far and he said brother you're in the middle of the road you gotta turn around back he goes nah come take my car and now I'm I'm behind him 
So he has a G-Wagon. I was behind him on a G in a G-Wagon too. And I had my family with me. And bro, he's screaming at him and whatever. And then the security's next to him on the door. He's like, brother, whatever. He opens the door and hits him with the door. And I'm looking, I'm going. And it was an African uh, brother, security guard. And Haram, I can feel like he's humiliated. And, and then bro, I said, what am I going to do? I can't do nothing. Then the guy picked on me. What? <laughs> yeah. He started reversing the car. And he's like, like, move out of the way. And yeah. then, oh, bro, this is when I said, no. Now it's me. Now he's inviting me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I went off. Yeah. I went off. And I, and I told him, I said, you want to pick on him? You want to pick on the weak? Pick on me. Come on. Come on. And he's just like, yeah, I said, see, you're just weak. I said, look, everyone, he's weak. And I, like, <laughs> I put him down like he put that brother down. Bro, wallah, till this day. I came after, say, six months. I seen this uh, brother. He hugs me till now. Oh, you saw, you, you saw the same guy? Same guy. No. no oh, the security guy. guy. Yeah. They're going to let the security yeah. down. Yeah, but see, <clears throat> something like that, I, I didn't want to even ask him. Because, bro, he's, he's telling off a guy that haram. He's, he's done nothing to him. Why did you give him the door? Making a mockery out of him, Making a mockery out of him. But I'm saying the security guard. Oh. Seen me. Mm. And he goes... I know you. I remember Because I stayed at, yeah, he remembered me. He hugged me and I hugged him tight. SubhanAllah, just these little things like that, you know. I hate anyone putting it down. And bro, SubhanAllah, it happens a lot in Lebanon. Wallah. I say a lot of it, man. I think it happens a lot and in the Arab world as well. The Arab world, bro. Just, it just happens Especially the rich, Ah, even Pakistan. It happens everywhere. The rich, yeah. Pakistan yeah. the rich they, treat, yeah. they treat the yeah. thing. It happens like everywhere. So bad, bro. Yeah. So bad. And it kills me, man. Wallah. So, when I was even in the UK recently, when I was in the UK, I, I was sitting literally eating in my car. Uh, I was having Pepe's and I saw like a little, like two cars parked up on my right. Um, uh, it was like a, a Muslim family and uh, a white guy, like a proper, mm. uh, what's the word? Cockney. Proper Cockney guy. Yeah, like Caucasian. Proper, no, like, co Cockney is like a... Is that Caucasian? No, it's Caucasian. They, they, they are Caucasian. It's like a London... Like a typical East London. London guy. Like a typical East London... <laughs> like... Uh, it, like Old man. Oh, yeah. Like, British London. Yeah. Like, and he was just bugging out on the lady. Like, it was like a. It was in Pepe's? No, outside. Like, so by the traffic light, they must have had a little bump or a tap or something. And he's just, you can see he come out of his car. The, the mum came out of the car and he's just having a go at her. Like, oh, are you effing this? You don't see my car? Give me your insurance details now. And it's just two women in the car. And I was eating, literally just sitting there watching. And I was like, can't let that run. Mm. <laughs> I can't let it run. So I put my food down. I go out of the car. My family's in the car as well. Like, where you going? I was like, just, uh, you'll see. Went to the guy and I was like, yo. So I was like, brother, are you all right? And he was like, what? And I was like, what? why are you having a go at the lady for? Like, And she's just there like baffled. Like, She's not scared, but she's shocked. Yeah, she's frustrated. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's flustered. He really started bugging out her and swearing and you this, you that. I looked at the guy. I was like, listen, what happened? There wasn't even a tap. There was nothing. <laughs> he, she didn't touch him. She's saying, Wallahi, Wallahi didn't touch the guy. Oh, she's Muslim as well. Yeah, she's Muslim. She's wearing yes. hijab. Wallahi didn't touch the guy. She's like a, a mother. She's like, I felt so sorry for her. I looked at the guy. I, 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 basically, what he did, I started fucking out. I said, Listen, it's going to get cracking if you don't get in your car and leave. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. He's like, Yeah, but they tapped my car. I just want my car fixed. I said, Show me the tap. There's nothing. There was nothing there. He just wanted the commotion. I want to call the police. I said, Get in your car, go, call the police, do whatever you need to do. I said to the auntie, get in your car, go. They actually left, alhamdulillah. The guy just left, called it a day, but just seeing that burns yeah. me. Like, mm -hmm. wallahi, like, that's one of the reasons why it was so easy to pick up and leave the UK because people are just, and he's, it's his country, isn't it? And he mentioned something like that as well. But it just burns me, like, seeing that live. Oh, I know it happens, seeing it, dealing with it, bro. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very sad. People have hissed in their heart. Yeah. Kibble, kibble like, oh, well. that's, that's the harsh reality, isn't it? Yeah, it happens as well. They were Muslim, he, wouldn't have, he yeah. wouldn't have been like that. He wouldn't have done that. Even actually, there's a, there's a hadith, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Prophet said, have you been Someone given victory except for you taking care of these weak ones? I.e. Allah gives you victory when you look out for the people that are weak. SubhanAllah. Allah gives you victory, gives you success. SubhanAllah. These are characteristics that, you know, this one thing, you know, I'm actually loving this podcast because Rights Rich, like, isn't we sit here, we bring brothers who are very successful when it comes to business, Allah and Badik, but the conversation is so deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? In the sense where, as we're talking about business, we're learning adib, we're learning manners, we're learning, you know, defending the weak, we're learning al amr bil ma'roof, we're learning tawheed. Like, it just, it just shows that 
the deen, it just blends into all these aspects of life. One thing I'll say that recently I've been trying to do, or I'm a bit more open to, because of, you know, growing up in the UK, mm. everyone's so closed off. Mm. You know what I mean? Like recently when I was in the UK, I was, uh, there was a car that I was trying to get sold. I was fixing some issue with it. And I met a guy, I, I went to him to get the car fixed and he was like, oh, like I picked up this Audi, we're driving Audi and he was like, I got it for so cheap. It goes on the market for like seven, 8,000. I got it for 3,000 pounds. Can you believe it? I get cars cheap. I was like, yeah, well, where'd you get it from? He said, I can't tell you that. <laughs> I was like, what? This is right now, like two months ago, <laughs> like, like, like a month ago or something. And I said, okay. Well, I had deeped and realized, I was like, people here, they really have psychological issues. <laughs> well, like, when he said that to me, I was like, ah, this, he literally, flat out, no, no, he's just like, I can't tell you that. Oh, no. And he's a Muslim. I was like, he's an Aq. He's a Muslim, like, he's a Muslim. There'll be no barakah in that transaction, even, man. I didn't argue anything. I just said, okay, it just makes you realize, bro, like, yani, a lot of people, yani, mashallah, a lot of people do rely on Allah, but the vast majority, they don't. They don't really like, we're dealing with cars, buying, selling cars. I, I, I used to get scared, like, wrong in a kafir, let alone a Muslim. Just a human being. <laughs> a human being, I, I don't want to wrong you. And that's, that's something that I picked up from, you know, what I want to learn is how do you deal with wrong things or how do you deal with people that are trying to do you wrong? How do you deal with scammers? How do you deal with that type of stuff? Mm. That's something I really want to learn. I used to just avoid it. I want to learn how do you deal with it though? How do you mm. deal with it? How do you like, what do you do? If in someone the scammed you, how do you now pattern him? Yeah. Like what do you do in the moment? Like what, what, like, what I would do, I just walk away. That'll be a good episode on channel, bro. That'll be a very good episode. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like, I just, I, I got scammed so many times buying cars, selling cars, sorry, selling cars. You know, like the coolant, where they pull coolant, like people put oil to make it seem like the gasket is gone. Mm. I fell for it twice. It happened to me the third time. I said, no, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> yani, learning the hard way is, of course, yani, it's a way of learning, man, but I just realized there's a lot that I just, yeah, I want to know. Like, mm. I need to learn. Mm. And how do you know, how do you learn these things? You need to speak and ask people. One uh, last question I want to ask you before yeah. we finish. It's a bit personal. Oh, okay. might not make the podcast. To be honest, this question came to me early on when you mentioned some stuff. Well, I'm doing that like, throughout this podcast, my respect, my love has only increased. Like, and I feel like I, 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 I relate to you a lot more as well. You mentioned growing up, single parent household, I was the same. You know, my mom and parents, they divorced when I was uh, like three, four years old. And um, you seem very. Uh, What's the word? Uh, not composed. You know, when you speak, cause the stuff you mentioned, like, um, and I'm, this is me asking you as a younger brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you deal with it? Like, there's some stuff, like, this is one area where I feel like till today, hurts. Yeah, there's a lot of hurt. You know, like when you see your mum, Go through certain situations and that's, that's that's one thing I don't really like talking about. I don't really like bringing up. How did you deal with it? If you don't mind me asking. It was hard. Wallah. It wasn't easy, man. Especially growing up, you know, we used to live like... Um, Obviously, the government gives you a house, housing, like a housing commission, you know. It's called the housing commission. Wallah, my mum used to be her last dollar. My mum's like this, wallah. She'll take the food out of her own mouth and give it to you, wallah. Um, it wasn't easy, bro. Wallah, wallah. It was not easy. It was not easy at all, at all. And subhanAllah, bro, especially when she got, bro, she got sick. Bro, she used to do everything, you know. And we used to help her as boys as well, me and my brother, help her hang clothes, whatever, whatever we had to do. But wallah, it was not easy. It was not easy at all. It was hard. You know, so beautiful. Yeah. Like, you haven't said one bad thing about your dad. No, no. Of course, I, won't. I never will. But yeah, that's... How do you, how do you inside that's, of yourself? Yeah, you have to, bro. You have to. Because, like I said, even till this day, wallah, subhanAllah, I force myself to call him. But I do it every day. So it even takes, wallah, the conversation takes 20 seconds. Assalamu alaikum, dad. Kifak liyom, how are you today? All good? Yeah, all good. I miss you. Miss you too, Habibi. Okay, just wanted to check up on you. Anything you need? No, 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 all good. All right, Dad, love you. That's it. 
والله قصفت ونسيت ما ما موقف 6 minutes جاي شو 10 minutes هنا سبحان الله برا but it's not easy for him it's not easy easy my dad got married again bro my dad's got a son that's same age as my son uh so i've got a brother same age as my son yeah it just it was just like that but yeah my mom never never ever got married again bro that's why the reason why bro والله my mom is so important to me man والله especially do you feel like having your brother sibling do you feel like that helped yes yes it was yeah it's just it was hard haram my brother bro used to work so hard He used to work so hard, bro. At one older, stage, older brother? Yeah, my older brother. He's only one year older than me, year and a half. He worked so hard. First, he started off on the bicycle doing deliveries on the, the chemist. Bro, he needed to support the house. My mom never had a license because she's had problems with her legs where it cramps up and she can hit the brakes <laughs> and hit the thing, so she never got a license. Bro, he used to have, I don't know if you guys, these have the L, you know, the learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a licensed driver, she used to sit next to him and he used to drive us around. Yeah, he used to actually drive us around and it's illegal <laughs> my mom used to have no license subhanallah used to take us around and yeah it was it wasn't it wasn't easy like i said bro it was tough for us and my mom used to never drive so we used to go out only in taxis so taxis cost us a fortune wallah i'm telling you it came to days where say sunday we didn't have enough money we eat whatever we had at home and then monday welfare payments come in which was called Centrelink, you know. Uh, Centrelink, they send money to the account for a single mother or whatever. But it was, it was hard. It was hard. And it, it really got to us, wallah. It really got to us. And I feel like, you know, sometimes uh, it fixed me till now, wallah. I suffered, you know, throughout some of the years from anxiety, depression, alhamdulillah, you know, or from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always felt better. It just made me closer to Allah. Alhamdulillah. But like I said, we have our ups and downs. It's hard, it's hard. Wallah. Uh, a lot of the times I've fallen back on my head, you know, I've shaved my beard. And, and subhanAllah, straight away, I feel like, bro, did it wrong. You have your ups and downs, ups and downs. Never give up, never give up, bro. Always climb back up, you know. You hit that brick wall and that brick wall is is there. Climb it, then, you know, after hardship comes ease. And then hardship will come again and again and again. Just keep pushing through, bro, Wallah. Keep pushing through. Life's not easy, you know. And and another thing is, bro. I I I think you know, only the members of Allah how find rest. Yeah, bro. No one will understand this. You know, like you see a lot of people that are rich and have so much money and whatever. How many how many celebrities have we seen they commit suicide? They're not content. The heart is not content. Yeah, the heart is not content. I I one at one stage I had this in my heart where, bro, I wasn't content anymore, bro. And that that time my man level was so down, bro. I felt like so choked up, so. And then I remember that's why I started suffering from heart palpitation. Like yeah, uh, you know, I'll go to the hospital. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's when my man was so low, you know. That's what Subhanallah boosted me up again. It just like we have our ups and downs. And then it, some people seem like, bro, how how did these commit suicide, bro? From you know. When you feel so that low, it's just that low. That low. Anyway, you're you're you're. You know, through your sins or for whatever, you feel, bro, you feel very low. Subhanallah. And then now I remember that that verse in the Quran. Yeah, it's it's so your heart find rest. Yeah, like, خلاص you 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 sort of content. Is that right? Yeah, bro. Subhanallah, man. Always had it in my head that now, you know, only only you get close to Allah, you feel untouchable. Like Whatever happens, happen. Like brother, I'm ready to die now. You know when I'm at my low point? That's when I cop anxiety. I'm like, this is not the time to die. Bro. I don't want to die now. Yeah, not right yeah, now. Subhanallah, man. Oh, way to end the podcast. Yeah, well, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah for coming. Well, you're welcome, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, that is. It's not easy to open up and be yeah, personal, yeah, but you, you know what it is? I feel like so many people, and I feel like this is perhaps one of the things that is the reason why so much khair comes your way is being genuine. Like so many of us, we want to wear masks and want to put up these walls and be pretentious and pretend to be who we're not. We're afraid to be vulnerable sometimes, but in that vulnerability, you get to relate to people. People get to see you're human, get to see the same struggles that you've gone through in them and that you got out for the push of Allah, which are perhaps they can too. So I believe this stuff can be hugely motivational, inspirational. Just one thing, inshallah, we said we're going to start doing this thing now when we end the podcast. We're going to ask you. Quick thing for the end. Actually, over time, in it, as in he actually, is it? a while ago, I said, yeah. yeah.
So just um, the, this new tradition that we started is we're going to get you to select the next guest that you want us to bring on here. Okay. So that's my brother. He's doing well in business. He's also really concerned about the deen and cares about the deen. So um, call him but up he up. has to be in Dubai, yeah? Um, he, he doesn't have to be here right now, but when he comes, we'll grab him. But it's just he's going to be on the... I'll have to think about it, to be honest. you got to pick someone now. Now? Oh, well. <laughs> If not, you're gonna have to get the Nigerian Prime Minister. You guys have a brother, Tofik. <laughs> yeah, Tofik. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, mashallah. There, there you go. I heard Tofik doesn't want to do it though. Tofik Amadin. I've already asked Tofik, mashallah. Oh, he has to come. No, he has to come now, yeah, bro. He's been, been, yeah. he's been, he's been he's summoned. He's a very, very good brother, Allah. Very, very good brother. I've, I know him from back in Sydney. Bro, always humble, always smiling, always. Bro, very, very nice brother. So, inshallah, so Tofik Amadin. Right from, from Sharjah. I'm so glad that you said it because I've, I've, I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> he said no. He has to, he has to. Yeah. Now he's been called I out. Just, just set, set the champions on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. You know what's shocking is that every guest that we've had so far has not been from the UK. <laughs> the UK is that dead. <laughs> it's with Australians and Spanish brothers, huh? Allah, very. Allah, 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 All